Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. Today on the Ether, Fetch AI Spaces. Emobix Team Updates. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody who's just joining in now. Um, we are just waiting for the guests uh, to, to join in today, and then we'll be getting straight to it. Oh, let me just see if this, uh, this works. Um, but yeah. Before I guess everything gets started, for those of you guys who are coming in, um, as previously stated on our Twitter, we're excited that today we're going to be actually welcoming the uh, some members of the Mobix team um, to be able to discuss. Oh, okay. I think I think I got it figured out there. Hi there. Can you uh, can you hear? Yes, we can hear you. Hi. Awesome. Hi. All right. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, yeah, as I was saying, um, today we actually have with us uh, Michael and Kira from the Mobix team, and I'll allow them to be able to introduce themselves uh, again, because I'm sure it's been a little bit uh, since the last time that we actually had you guys on. So yeah, we've got some pretty exciting updates um, from your guys' end that we'll be able to talk about today. So yeah, I will hand off the, the mic to you guys and let your, let you introduce yourselves. Thank you very much, John. Um, so, hello, everybody. My name is Kira Niso. I'm CPO at uh, Mobix and uh, respectively at Datarella, um, company behind uh, the Mobix app. And I'm responsible for the product development and um, trying to make Mobix, uh, Mobix better with our team and listening to what the community is, uh, brings us as feedback. And I hand it to Michael. Hi, I'm sitting right next to Kira. I'm Michael Reuter, uh, CEO of Datarella and Mobix. And I'm just supporting Kira in uh, everything she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. So we, uh, I'm very proud uh, actually to, to, to be uh, in, in this and, and with this uh, great team that uh, is responsible for Mobix because uh, we started in, uh, with the app in October 21 and now we are live in over 172 countries and we see that each day in our Telegram uh, group uh, where users uh, use Mobix every day, and that is a huge range of geo uh, geographies, so, so locations and temperatures, for example. So we have, and John, you you might uh, you might say a few words on that. So we have very cold temperatures in uh, the northern parts of Canada, for example, and we have quite hot temperatures in Dubai or the Philippines and everywhere all over the world people use Mobix and that makes us uh, quite proud. You can say so. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can definitely attest uh, to to. Well, I guess technically the cold and hot because we get we get negative forty degrees Celsius and positive forty degrees Celsius here where I live in Canada. So I can I can say for sure that um yeah it's it's great to have something like Mobex. I am fortunate enough to live in a city that although has some issues here and there with biking infrastructure, um it's a closer range city it's it's quite easy to traverse the whole of the city within like uh just having a bike on you so yeah i i very much appreciate what mobix is and i'm also proud to be able to say that i have been using mobix since the first day that it launched um and i was also very uh grateful that you guys actually did have me um as the first person to do the mobix stories interview um which was which was a, a fun time to do so yeah, I can attest to all of the the stuff you guys are talking about that it is really cool to watch uh, Mobix grow over the last like couple of years now. Um, and the amount of people from different regions that you do see in the Telegram group who are popping up um, and even some of those regions starting to actually create even like sub like side groups and stuff like that. I know Turkey uh, is, is one of the more dominant regions for that type of stuff, which actually I guess is a, a perfect segue um, to talking about like Mobix Day, which is coming up very, very soon from my understanding. If you guys wanted to give a little bit of information on on what Mobix Day is uh, in the Mobix Marketplace. Okay, so I'll take that one. Um, the Mobix Marketplace is um, a place where people that uh, receive Mobix for using uh, eco-friendly means of transport um, can redeem these Mobix for certain extra products or, or services. And um, we're very happy to have one of our very cherished members of the community um, Uygar, um, in Turkey, who is very enthusiastic about the app and also about the whole Fitch AI um, ecosystem. And um, he took it into his hands to um, go ahead for us, uh, for, for Mobix, and um, acquire um, first market partners in the lovely city of Izmir in Turkey. And um, in order to kick off the participation of these market partners who will then accept Mobix as a um, loyalty coin, put it that way, um, we will um, hold the very first Izmir Mobix day. And on this day, all the market partners will team up and um, have a little kind of a rally, or you could say, a what is it, treasure hunt, um, where users uh, start at one point, uh, which is actually the uh, Center for Entrepreneurship of the city of Izmir, uh, who is also going to be participating on the Izmir Mobix Day, and um, then send people on a quest uh, on their bikes or scooters uh, throughout the city of Izmir, visiting one market partner at a time, collecting Mobix miles and learning how to use the Mobix app. And then in the end also redeem, um, collect Mobix. It's a, it's a whole event there, uh, which, which we're also sponsoring with Mobix tokens. And so these people will also collect Mobix tokens, which they then can uh, redeem for uh, different goods and ser services, uh, which we will, yeah, of course also 
and tell about on our website and on Twitter. Yeah, and if I may add uh, a few more things to that. So Izmir is a, is a, beautiful, is, is a beautiful city and it's, it's a great place to start, uh, actually start the Mo or launch the Mobix uh, marketplace in Turkey because Izmir has uh, resident 4.2 million residents, 4.2 million. So it's bigger than Germany's capital, Berlin. And those people live on an area which is about, which is about 2% the area of Berlin, the German capital. So 4.2 million living on an area less than 2% of Berlin area. And that uh, results in quite some challenges uh, in uh, regarding traffic, regarding mobility. So many Izmirians, if, if I'm not sure whether they call themselves Izmirians, <laughs> Izmir residents, let's say that, um, many of them use a shared bike system and uh, the, the shared bike system operator is called Bizim. And... Um, of course, for the Izmir Mobix Day and uh, the day and, and the time after the Izmir Mobix Day, we will be cooperating with uh, Bizim, and um, we will uh, also cooperating with uh, the ferry service there, um, which is part of the, the the mobility in Izmir. Many of you might know Izmir. If not, you might know Amsterdam. And in Amsterdam, in the Netherlands, uh, ferries are also a very relevant uh, and a key aspect of the city's mobility because if you if you had not these ferries you would have to have huge um, um, distances to, to overcome to, to get to your your um, uh, destination and so the the ferry uh, operator will also be a partner uh, in Izmir Mobix Day and uh, last but not least uh, if some of you someone of you would be interested and uh, thinks that uh, Mobix uh, in general or a Mobix day would make sense and would be fun in your city, please contact us because we are looking for more locations um, throughout the world. It doesn't have to be Europe, it can be anywhere uh, where we then uh, could uh, have more Mobix days. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Um, I think that that's a a pretty cool concept, honestly, of having people be able to, you know, go to each of these stops, earning Mobix around, um, like as they're traversing. And I assume as well, like in in doing so, um, it provides well, obviously, one the attraction to businesses that maybe people wouldn't have at one point or another gone out of their way to specifically go see. Um, but I assume it'll also take you to different points in the city, which once again, maybe there are areas thrown in there, um, a bit like a a treasure hunt of sorts where you're kind of getting to go around and see areas of, of your city you might not normally go to or maybe areas of the city that you'd want to you know highlight um, that you know deserve to have more people going to those places so it's it's cool to, to hear that Izmir is going to have that experience and I am sure that there are plenty of other cities around the world where that would actually once again as I said make a really great opportunity um, for for the local people to kind of organize something like that, so yeah, that's that's a that's a great idea that you guys went with, and I'm I'm very excited to see the results of of how that all ends up looking like. 
Yeah, th thank you. Thank you for that, John. So it's, it's, it's really interesting uh, to see the, the impact of such a, let's say, crypto or Web3 project, uh, uh, which, which Mopix is. It, it's a crypto and Web3 project on the one hand side, but on the other side, it's a, it's a project with a real impact in, uh, in, in real life because people who use Mopix uh, typically save tons of CO2 um, and mm, they uh, are rewarded for that. And that is the nice thing. So the, the more this system or the more this network, the more this product uh, is used, uh, the better it is. The better becomes uh, the air quality, the better becomes livability of cities. And the more, as, as you just said, uh, people learn about their cities and, and, uh, and learn about different um, providers and different services and, and uh, products in, in their cities. Sure. Yeah, and once again, that's that's a great initiative to kind of have as as a as a good idea because I think that the other aspect that that does help with is there is a bit of this still, and I think it carries on a lot from the original days of crypto, where the the only thing that people were thinking of, you know, was like proof of work stuff, like whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum, and then all of the headlines of being like, oh, crypto is actually you know this for the environment or that for the environment. So having a project like Mobix that not only breaks away from that mold just simply because it exists like on you know proof of stake, but to then go further than that and actually out, outwardly promote like micro mobility and forms of transportation um, that don't utilize, you know, these other essentially environmentally impacting um, things is, is really awesome to see. And I also do love the fact that you guys have added that feature where after every trip, you get like a, an increase on your counter of how much CO2 you've essentially um, like not put out by traveling that distance by whether bike or scooter, cargo bike, e-bike, uh, instead of like a car or a truck, for example. And I think that that's the, it's, it's a great feature to have because it, it tangibly shows people, you know, after they've done that, what impact they're having. So it's it's a great um, initiative that you guys have. And I really, really do um, enjoy what it is that you guys are building. So I'm appreciative of it. And um, yeah, I, I wanted to also because one of the other things that you guys kind of announced within the last uh, couple of days, if I'm not wrong, actually, is the Mobix Park and Charge use case which I guess uh, if anybody has not read the, the blog post on, it's actually very short um, to be able to, to read through the whole process. But if you guys wanted to you know, have the floor to explain what it is to everybody, um, that would be awesome. Because yeah, it's, it's super exciting from my point of view. I have some stuff that I wanted to say about it, but I'll let you guys explain what Mobix Park and Charge is first. Sure. Um, so let me, let me start uh, two years ago. Um, two years ago, we met with a few partners, um, uh, especially with uh, Bosch, and I, I'm seeing Peter Bush right here in, in, in the audience, um, and with um, Ocean, and with HW Bazaar, and last but not least, with Fetch on, uh, in Munich. And that was the first time the IAA Mobility uh, took place in Munich, and we demoed something we then built together, and that was uh, called deep parking. 
And we now this year we have another, the second uh, IA Mobility uh, taking place in Munich. And uh, we with Datarella and also with Fetch and others, we participate in a, uh, in a Gaia X project called Move ID. And this Gaia X project, uh, which is a European funded uh, mobility project, uh, in this project, we develop what we call the decentralized digital identity infrastructure for mobility. That is quite complex and complicated. Um, and uh, because it's so complex and nobody beside uh, B2B people really understands what that is, uh, we uh, will come up with some demonstrations. And one demonstration will be the, uh, let's say, an enriched use case of uh, two years ago, uh, where we called it deep parking. Now we have a use case that is called park and charge. And for that use case, we will use two apps. And one uh, is a B2B app that is more for the business people and more for, for, for making business and explaining what MoveID is all about. And then we will have a B2C app, and this will be the Mobix app. And the Mobix app will be enriched with this feature called Park and Charge, uh, where we um, um, allow and enable people who individually own a charging point, a charging station, a charging point, maybe a wall box. It doesn't have to be a right concrete wall box, but it is a charging point to add it to the network and make it available for consumers who arrive with their electric vehicles in, in a city to uh, charge their cars. So this uh, so-called EV charging infrastructure, if we, you read something about the EV charging infrastructure, it is always meant the public EV charging infrastructure. So that what the, these charging points you can see uh, at, at, the, uh, at, the, at the sidewalks uh, and many of them are, so there are not as many of them so they are quite limited in, uh, in number and um, most of the times uh, they are already in use when you arrive with your EV so it's quite inadequate and that is the overall statement. The public EV charging infrastructure is quite inadequate. And the, uh, to change that would be to add more public EV charging stations to the network, but that takes time. That takes months of, and, and tons of, uh, of dollars to, to add more public EV charging stations. And our idea is a different one. We want to enlarge the EV charging infrastructure by adding privately owned uh, EV charging points. So, and, and that not by building them and spending tons of money, but by incentivizing individuals to add their privately owned charging points to the network. And that, uh, if that is successful, that would mean that the overall EV charging infrastructure would uh, be would would grow um, very very much faster than it could grow when you only add public 
EV charging stations. So that is what we will launch uh, at the IAA Mobility starting on the 5th of September this year. Uh, again, the possibility to add your private charging point to a network and then let other use let EV drivers use your charging point and earn money with that, of course. So if I may add, Michael, um, Mobix incentivizes eco-friendly mobility. So up to now, we have incentivized using your bike, using a scooter and anything that is um, either powered by muscle or by a battery. And um, we've been wanting to expand to um, electric vehicles like electric cars um, as well. And um, now in order to do so, uh, we would either have to um, identify combustion engines and be able to distinguish them from electric uh, vehicles, which is um, a science in itself. So we're still a long way to do this in a uh, privacy preserving manner. So we at Mobix um, emphasize that we do not use, we do not save your uh, geolocation. We do not know uh, where our single users are. So, um, and um, in order to, to incentivize uh, like EV um, drivers, uh, we came up with the idea of seeing, okay, how much energy is being consumed by the car? Um, and this is kind of, and then we, you know, um, calculate the amount of miles that then the car uh, has driven. And then we reward exactly this, um, this amount um, to the EV user. Yeah, I, I definitely see that as like, I think that that would be genuinely, even, even if there were more advancements made, there's always going to be a little bit of difficulty in trying to verify whether or not someone owns the difference between this car versus that car, just purely the only difference between them being like what fuel they're using. And so I think the park and charge workaround definitely is is a much better alternative to that because obviously then you're just essentially you're incentivizing like the sustainable charging and and branching it out and i think that like the concept of it is is really great and it's pretty uniquely web3 friendly as well because it's one of those things i guess about like ownership for example which is a huge thing in web3 so in this case you know you own the electricity that's like going from your house because you're paying for it or you bought one of these solar panels that work with a charging station at your house. So by that, you should be able to offer others access to this resource that you have instead of it being, you know, a monopoly on like city owned or company owned uh, providers that are the only ones, you know, where you can access this, um, you know, this, this charging capability. So I think that the the idea behind it is is really great because I did read through the blog post as well, and there is a big emphasis on you know trying to bring neighborhoods and communities a little bit closer together through something like this because I mean you know it, there's there's got to be more trust built up like between people for something like this to be able to work, and I think in a lot of areas that are already accustomed to you know being this trusting and 
working like with others and providing to your neighbors to help them out. I think that this will be a really great extension of that, because as I said, if you already own like the accessibility to this resource, you should feel comfortable being able to share it with others. So I, I think this is really a really awesome way um, to be able to essentially incentivize like community building. That's true. And, and, and the, the other aspect is uh, a more economic, economical one. It, you, we all have underutilized assets. We have parking space, which is not used if, uh, as, as long as we uh, maybe um, are in the city or in the, in the office, but not at home. And we have charging stations that are not in use as long, our, as, long as our car is not uh, parked there. And uh, with that, we can uh, better utilize these underutilized assets, which makes the, the, the overall system uh, more efficient and without the need of uh, spending lots of uh, dollars uh, and, and invest in new um, charging points. So it, it's a very efficient and in itself a sustainable uh, endeavor. Yeah, like it, it definitely is a great concept that you guys have, have worked through. And honestly, yeah, definitely. I assume that this was quite a lot of uh, a brain power and kind of brainstorming as to how to be able to figure out how to be able to in incentivize things in a way that works well for not only the provider, but also for the person who's wanting to, you know, have a, a charging station that they can go to. And as you said, utilize that resource like parking. Um, and the other thing that I actually wanted to provide, I guess, more for understanding um, to the community of, of when this feature does release, which to my knowledge, I believe you guys in your blog mentioned it was, I think, the 5th of September of when this will publicly be live. Um, but I did want to actually know, uh, is there plans, for example, let's say that there is a person who's offering a charging point and they end up actually being like a bad charging provider or they list incorrect information about the charge point um, or anything like that. Will there be the ability for someone to leave a review, for example, of a, a charging provider or vice versa, where somebody who's coming in to use a parking spot um, and, and charge their vehicle and they you know leave some litter on the ground or something, will a person who's renting out their, their charge ability um, will they be able to review essentially a, a renter of their service? Yes, this is very much part of the process. Um, at the end of each um, interaction, you will be able, as a, either a um, publisher of a charging point or a consumer of the charging point, both will have the possibility to, to rate each other and leave a comment, uh, which will be then visible in the app. So, um, yes, people will have to behave, otherwise they get um, bad reviews. This um, is... Yeah, applies to um, the whole Movix family uh, feature set that we are planning at the moment. So um, if you've been following um, our blog in the, in the last few months, uh, you might have read that we um, are, are working on the Movix family, which is kind of like, you could say, the worldwide neighborhood assistance network. <laughs> and um, where people help each other out. Um, peer-to-peer. -peer. 
And Park and Targe is uh, just a uh, number one ideal case um, for this. And everybody within, all, all participants within this network will be able to rate each other. And if I may add that, there will be other aspects of trust, if you will, uh, that will be added um, uh, step by step to the product. Uh, one of the first is, is a very simple and uh, basic one. It's a reservation fee. So you will be able to reserve a, a charging point. And uh, there, of course, there might be the situation that someone reserves a parking point but does not show up. And uh, because of the reservation, no one else could, let's say, charge their EV. And therefore, we have a reservation fee, uh, which should maybe not prevent 100% of, of misuse, but we should minimize uh, the misuse of, of a reservation. For example, that's just one example of steps we will introduce to, uh, to add trust uh, to this P2P network. Yeah, once again, that's, that's really great to know because you, know, you, you want to make sure that there are, I guess, those kind of safeties in place uh, for both parties involved. So yeah, that, that's, that's really great to know. And um, another question that I actually wanted to have about this, because once again, hopefully to provide some insight to the community, is how are the communications, I guess, between like, let's say if it was a reservation fee or if it was that you were just like the person who's setting up how much you want to rent out your space for I assume that the process is mostly automated in the sense that you don't have to be physically at your home and, you know, set it to open again after it's been used. So is there some kind of automation process happening like behind the scenes? Like, is there agent involvement or some other kind of uh, automation that you guys have have worked out for this? Uh, or how would the base system work for when it comes to a person communicating that they're going to be paying for a station and someone listing that their station is available for use? That's a very, very good question. And uh, as, as you, uh, John, uh, assume, many, many people do assume that, that uh, these kind of things can be, can be solved and can be done with 100% uh, integration of technology. And Mobix uh, Park and Charge will not uh, be like this. It will not be 100% uh, integrated technology. Uh, that is because of different reasons. Uh, first reason is there are tens, hundreds, thousands, we don't know, different systems of charging station, products of charging stations and uh, providers of charging uh, services. So we would have to integrate with each of them, uh, and this would be this wouldn't be be possible. Uh, this would uh, be like like if if you would uh, um, add a public uh, EV charging station. So this this is not our way. Our way is a more user centric way, a way that gives autonomy back to the user, but also responsibility. Uh, the user is responsible to offer and provide and onboard uh, her charging station to the network with the right uh, availability, right times for availability, and a, a, a reasonable price, of course. And the consumer is responsible for 
let's say, preserve and, and correctly consume this service. And they have actually to meet uh, each other. They have to meet and they have to exchange their, let's say, cre credentials with the Mobix wallet. And the, the payment, the actual payment, uh, does work uh, with the Mobix wallet. It is not integrated uh, with the, let's say, charging infrastructure, the individual charging infrastructure. That, uh, as I said before, would take months, if not years, to, uh, to integrate these uh, tens, hundreds, thousands of different charging providers. And because of that, we heavily rely on the individual to actively participate in the system. And therefore, we have our incentivization scheme. And as long as the individual is incentivized uh, well enough, we assume that individuals will join the system and will participate. Because imagine if you have a charging point and the charging point is, uh, and, 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 the, and the parking space in front of the charging point is empty uh, the whole day. Why not offering that? Why not providing it to the network and asking someone, uh, let's say a neighbor, someone of your family members, to uh, arrange a meeting with someone who wants to charge. So that is our way to, to go forward and not the 100% uh, technology integration. All right, awesome. So I guess, yeah, that does provide a lot more clarity. So I guess in a sense then, um, the system would work where you're providing out your charging station and if somebody essentially requests um, to try and book for it, if there was like a reservation fee that they had um, paid for, then the person would know someone is going to be coming to their station. And I assume you would have like a, a QR co code of sorts um, or something as the provider that you would then, you know, hold up and show to the person. And then they would, from their Mobix wallet, then scan that to know like where they're sending to or, or something close to that effect, essentially then. So it's a, it's a human experience like type thing mixed in with the technological experience. That's absolutely right. So uh, when the, the provider of the charging point um, will need to scan a QR code of the consumer, so the other person who wants to charge the, charge the car, and then the timer starts ticking um, and uh, the hourly rate is calculated then in the end when both of them meet again and um, and end the charging session session so it's a face-to-face -face thing um, the reasons Michael just told you it's just technologically um, at the moment um, there are too many really really big hurdles but um, there is hope we're talking to the right persons we are in the consortia of move ID uh, and this consortia is addressing exactly these problems and, and working out solutions so that these kind of processes will be able to work fully automated in the future. But as you said, John, I mean, Web3 is a human-centric, individual uh, thing. Web3 means decentralization, and that means... Uh, bringing back autonomy to the individual, but at the same time, responsibility. And uh, I mean, no one uh, is forced to participate <laughs> in that network, but everyone 
is invited to participate and everyone is invited to think about how to how to make that possible how to let's say arrange for personal meetings with the the guy who wants to charge her car and uh, we think that um, many people uh, all over the world will be able and willing uh, to to do that actually yeah yeah i i 100 agree i think that especially because as i've said like this is a very uniquely web three thing where to my knowledge there really isn't anybody else who has a similar um you know product offering like this where you can just be a person who has a parking spot in front of your house that you're not using and you have like a you know a, a charging station available and you you know want to be able to utilize both of those things to be able to like get some extra cash on the side while also you know providing for the community and you know that's a, a very unique thing that we don't really have um and yeah overall it, it fits in with the whole you know building up like these community focused um products i guess that that mobix is looking to offer because i believe as well as you guys have mentioned this is part of the broader um mobix family line of uh of products essentially that you're hoping to have shipped out so it's a, it's definitely a really a really cool way i would say and it kind of it, it's it's essentially solving two problems at once because you did mention that this is like an extension or an evolution over time of the original concept of deep parking which would have just been focused on the parking aspect and this focusing on like essentially, you know, provides a, a solution to the partial parking issue within, you know, cities that are are a little bit more difficult to traverse while also focusing on ensuring that people don't have to be concerned that they're going to run out of charge in their vehicle. Um, it's it's cool to see both of those being addressed essentially with one solution. So, yeah, I, I think this is really awesome, really exciting. And I'm yeah i'm looking forward to, to how this goes for for the early testing for you guys yeah sure so we as as we said we will launch the the service uh, at the iaa which will be in september so there's some time to to develop uh before that but we will uh soft launch uh, before that uh, so in order to invite uh, people to onboard their charging points and uh uh, don't get me or don't get us wrong. I mean, we will use the IAA mobility as a launch event, but of course, uh, Mobix uh, Park and Charge will be available all over the world. So it's uh, possible if you are in Beijing, if you are in Karachi, or in Mexico City, or Calgary, Izmir, I don't know. Uh, you may uh, add your charging point and or uh, consume the charging point there. That's really awesome. Yeah, I think that that's a, a great way to kind of introduce it. So I once again, I, I look forward to seeing that. Um, and yeah, as I kind of mentioned um, at the very beginning when I was kind of introing, I guess, a little bit of my my excitement for for Mobix and what it is that you guys are building, um, I I do really like the fact that this was something that you guys decided to focus on and that like with the the park and charge aspect it still stayed with like electric vehicles um being the focus and 
outside of that though like mobix overall being focused on on micro mobility it's very cool to see um a project that aligns with the idea that it, it, there should be a shift and a focus towards micro mobility that obviously cars have have their like place in certain aspects but to have that focus on micro mobility and trying to promote it more for more human centric you know focused infrastructure is just is is a really great concept so i i very much can get behind that so i applaud the the work that you guys are doing because i know it's um it, it's likely not just a, a simply you know a walk in the park um it, it's mu very much appears to be a bit of an uphill battle at times so yeah i can i i very much commend you guys for what it is you're doing thank you so much john i mean that that wouldn't be possible without our community uh, we 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 completely rely on on uh, the willingness and, and readiness of our community to participate in all these things and uh, I, 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 we really think that from our perspective, technology is not a, a thing, it does not speak for itself, but it, it is an assistant for a human being. So as long as it supports you in your, in your life, in, in, in your lifestyle, it's good. If, as long as technology have, makes, has, has a positive impact, on your life, it's good. And that is, I mean, that, uh, again, with um, uh, as we uh, use uh, Fetch AI agents, and we will use Fetch AI agents in the Mobix app uh, for search and discovery, for, for matching um, user preferences with offerings, and uh, for this and that. And again, this is not uh, technology for itself, but we use the technology to support and assist a human being and that is uh, what what we think is is good to do yeah i i i think that that is a a really great way of trying to you know go at it and try and solve like these issues because these, a lot of the things that you guys are providing services for it does actually aid in it even just the the base mobix app um you know even if it is just you know, a, a few thousand, you know, or a hundred thousand people on the entire planet that then decide to on a, on a regular basis say, oh, you know what, the five minute, um, you know, bike ride that I could take to go down to the corner store, I'm actually going to go and do that or the 10 minute bike ride down to the corner store. I'm going to do that instead of driving my car there to shave off an extra couple minutes. Or if you live in a big city, you know, that, that might actually be like, a, oh, instead of spending half an hour driving down to, you know, the grocery store, I'm going to throw some saddlebags on my, on my bike and I'll take my bike today instead. Even if, if, if Mobix, you know, turns around that for people and brings them a realization, you know, through the incentive, I think regardless, it's all worth it. So yeah, it's, it's a very interesting, um, I guess, problem that you guys are helping to solve in a, in a, as I've said uh, over and over again throughout this meeting in a very uniquely web three way. And so it's very cool to see that. And I, I guess as well, I would love to open up the floor uh, to any questions that anybody in the community has, if you guys would like to directly ask um, about Mobix or, or the plans with park in charge or anything related to, to Mobix at all. Um, you guys can, can definitely do that because yeah, uh, the community, Voice is extremely important when it comes to these conversations.
And also, once again, um, of course, while, while we're waiting to see if anybody wants to come up and say anything, um, I do want to thank you guys, uh, Michael and, and Kira, for coming on and, and talking with the community because these types of conversations are, are really helpful um, to be able to understand, you know, not only where you guys are at, uh, but even just introducing, you know, new parts of the community to, you know, this, this thing that they might have not even known existed that could actually help improve their lives. So yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on and discussing. Yeah, this. thank you too. I mean, for for us, it's it's uh, also very important to know what the community moves and and what are the questions to be answered. I mean, we certainly have a, a specific roadmap. We have a development plan and so forth. But we uh, definitely want to build stuff that uh, will then uh, later on actually be used by the community. So we want to know what the community wants to have. Sometimes it, uh, it is not possible to, to build that. Sometimes it would be too, too hard to build it or too complicated. But many times we have uh, listened to the community and have uh, tinkered or thought about how to, how to do that, how to develop this or that feature. And we have done that. So uh, the more we hear from the community, the better it is for us. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I 100% agree The the community is always going to, you know, be be the voice that helps you a lot, because regardless of, you know, how much um, education or training or whatever that everybody, you know, who works, um, you know, within Web3 can have, sometimes there's ideas or concepts that might escape you because there's always going to be the focus, you know, that you're looking to try and build towards. And it's easy enough to almost not realize these other options that you have. So yeah, it, it does appear as though we don't have anybody in the community um, requesting to come up and ask a question in person, uh, which I do know sometimes is because either you're listening, you know, while you're doing something else. And so you don't have the time to come in and talk right now. But if you guys do have questions uh, for the Mobix team, don't be afraid to, to reach out to them. Their website is mobix.ai. Um, their Twitter account is at Mobix wallet, all one word. Uh, and yeah, you guys can also reach out to the individual accounts um, from Michael and Kira, as you see them here, if you want to. Um, oh, oh, actually last minute, we do have somebody requesting to, to say something. So before before I uh, do that, then before I finish that, I will add them as as a speaker. Oh, I don't <laughs> I don't know what happened. We do have another person though, who looks like they're requesting. So I'll add that person. Hi there, can you hear us? I believe this is Aquatics. Are you able to unmute yourself? Is there any question that you had about Mobix? Oh. <laughs> It appears as though every time I'm adding somebody, I don't know if, if something's going wrong here. I feel really bad. All right, I will try and add. Let's see if this works now. Hello there. Are you able to, to hear us? Oh, hello. Uh, I, I believe the name is uh, California. Are you able to, to hear us or, or ask your question? <laughs> I, I am not sure what is going on. I just want to confirm, Michael and Kira, you guys can still hear me, we, we, right? We can hear you, and we uh, obviously can unmute ourselves, so this works for us. And maybe this does not oh. work for other people. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a little lost as to what's going on because they are requesting and I'm trying to let them in to ask a question. And then it seems like after I do so, it just kicks them and then says that they're not able to connect. I'll try with one more person. And if that doesn't work, I will very briefly request uh, that people but, just type but in that. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello. Can you Hello? hear me, Alex? I want to ask a question. Yes. So it's working, seems it's working. So I'll try to be short. My question according to collective data for learning, collective learning. Can you tell something about this? Because I assume that you have data, you will have a lot of data about the users and will you share this data with agents or somehow something in this area? Thank you. Uh, this uh, seems to be more question to fetch, but I can try to, to answer it uh, in, in the Mobix way. So we will, over time, um, not collect because we don't save the data, but we will would have insights into data. Let's let's uh, uh, say it that way, and we will learn, for example, about the use of EVs, about how often or how fast EVs can be charged, how what kind of EVs uh, use the, the charging points and so forth. So we will learn a little bit about batteries. We will learn a little bit about different models and we will learn about uh, um, charging, how the charging infrastructure works. Uh, and we, we certainly will uh, try to use that uh, knowledge and expertise to, uh, to share with the, the, the industry. So not... I'm, I'm, I, I've not said that we will share any data because we, we don't have really the data because we work, uh, as you might know, with the compute to data approach. So we invite, uh, as you will, algorithms to the data and we will not share data to, to third parties. But uh, again, we will certainly have uh, experiences with different things like batteries, charging uh, processes and so forth. And we will share that uh, experience with the industry to, to maybe improve uh, batteries. Maybe uh, John, you, you can add something from, from the Fetch side. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I don't a hundred percent, honestly, uh, collective learning is, is not really my area of expertise, uh, at fetch. Um, I know that we will be providing, um, you know, some updates regarding Axum slash collective learning, uh, within, you know, the next little bit and whatnot. So, um, that is something that you can look forward to, but from my understanding, uh, if you're directly referencing like collective learning, like the, the, the fetch AI, like product idea um then from my understanding like there is no actual human like data essentially that is being like transferred between you know parties it would as in like you're not giving up like your identity or other things like that if you're sharing into a model it would be essentially you connecting as a peer to provide data and the data doesn't necessarily need to have a name um i believe that a a a version of this that was kind of tested um, was around like COVID and whatnot, trying to create a model that was able to 
identify uh, the differences between somebody with pneumonia versus the difference uh, of somebody with COVID based off of x-rays where no names needed to be provided. It was just pure data of x-rays. Um, and I believe it had over like a 90% like rate of success. It didn't need people's data essentially to be able to work with it. It just simply needed to have like access to the blanket information to create a model out of. So I hope that answers your question. Yes, pretty much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Uh, all right. And then I will let up. I know that Damien asked to be a speaker before something went wrong. So I will try and add uh, Damien up here and hopefully that works. It looks like <laughs> it looks like he got booted down again. I don't know what's happening over there. Uh, let me just check to see if there was anything else. Oh, looks like there's one other person. So I will attempt to add them. And then after that, depending on how it goes, we'll, we'll likely, uh, oh, okay. It did it to them as well. I apologize to everybody who attempted to come up here and ask questions because there was quite a few. Um, so if if you do have questions that you really wanted to be able to ask and didn't feel were able to get answered, um, you could even leave the questions, you know, in response to one of the tweets. Uh, and I'm sure that we'll be able to get um, like one of the one of the Movix team members to be able to respond to that. Or, as I said, you can con contact them directly at their accounts, um, which the, the main Movix account on Twitter is at Movix wallet, all caps, no spaces. So, yeah, hopefully um, that can go well. And <laughs> it looks like somebody's okay. This is the final time I'll add, I'll try this with Damien because he's been trying like three or four times now. Yeah, no, okay, just kicks him down again. Yeah, I, I apologize for the technical difficulties, everybody. Um, if you do have a question, as I said, please leave it in response to either one of the tweets, like for the spaces sessions that we've had. Uh, or directly ask the Mobix team themselves. And of course, once again, thank you to everybody who has shown up today uh, to, to listen into this, whether you're listening live right now or you're listening to this after it has been recorded and, and on like Twitter or the archived version that the Terra Spaces team has been putting up for us. And thank you to Michael and Kira uh, for, for joining us today because yeah, it was extremely insightful. Thank you very much for having us, Tom. Thank you, John, and thanks to the community. And uh, maybe next time we won't have these problems with uh, with the Twitter space anymore. <laughs> a... Yeah, we can we can certainly hope for the best. <laughs> but yeah, thank you everybody who who showed up. As I said, thank you, Mobix team, for for coming on. And yeah, hopefully we can have you guys on again uh, in the near future. Sure, would lo love to. Awesome. All right. Well, have a, a great rest of your day, everybody. And thank you for listening in. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Fetch AI Spaces Emobix Team Updates, recorded on Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide. 
Checking out the scene Razor beam focused Star scream jokers Living off the fat of the people they approach Tell me what happens when the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned for the famine on deck We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next Bubba-Billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next Bubba-Billion Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murky Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion In the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terrible spaces